Back here at 39 Drunk and Disorderlies. Did great, we ever leave? Great story, Big Bobby. Thank you uh, very much. I have a question. Do you still drink? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, Sometimes. Four, six, seven. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, Trevor and I are both dry it February. Is, You're drinking is tonic oh, water. I'm, I'm drinking water. Everywhere. I'm drunk. Uh, we're taking a month off booze in support of Cancer Society of all things, and so uh, now we're. If you want to donate, if you want to donate, just go to Lars Classington uh, or Trey the Actor on Instagram. Yeah, and uh, hit us up on the Insta Thirty Nine DD Show. We got a link. We got a link there too, so. as well. Which I think this is the first first time in my life I've ever purposefully, like specifically and intentionally said I'm not drinking at all. Cheersing with club soda. It's becoming you know a challenge. Yeah. I had a drink with a friend last night and she got a shot and we would normally be cheersing a shot and it was like the oddest thing to be just, che I was cheersing with a green tea and I'm like, this has never happened before. Like I was like glitching a little bit. Well, we, we were joking because like usually to get these uh, stories out of Bob, we like, we go to the Monarch or we go somewhere and we get like a hundred dollar bill and you know, we have a really good time uh, and we're like, this is turning into like our own Drunk and disorderly saga. Right. So what's going to happen? We do our first taping and we're dry. We thought that was kind of ironic, but it actually leads to what we like to think about this story, which is like there's two sides to it. There's the belligerent, and then there's the responsible. Hmm. That's right. Yeah, we want to make sure these episodes are not just like totally glorifying and rah 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 party 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 yeah. drinking. No, I, I don't. I don't mean to. There's repercussions to. to this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean to come across like you know Hunter S. Thompson when he says you know. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll may not be for everybody, but it's always worked for me. Because the truth is, you know, there are hard times and good times that come along with the party. Always. And I think everyone right. knows well, I think, I think his, his and we get to, from his vantage now, see his ends and kind of make those judgments now based yeah. on the way, what he chose. But I think what's important about some of your stories is, for context's sake, uh, like, you, you were like, what, 18 to 26? 25, 26, yeah. So, like, if we can all just take a minute and remember our youth. Um, <laughs> some of us are still living it um, but like when you're 18 shit actually like, speaking of still living it you have a scar above your uh, eyebrow that's still uh, living with my, some of my choices you took a little bit of a drunken tumble I had my own drunken dismemberment <laughs> now, did, you, did you wake up did you like you have a recollection of what that was or you woke up the next no. day and had so a this gash is, this would head. be the latest blackout of Trevor Ketchison history wow. and it's like you know I turned 30 I'm blacking out what am I doing? <laughs> so Lars says, actually, it's funny. Someone went in sober November, and I was like, bah! And then two of my other friends went sober January, and I was like, Ugh. and then Lars says sober February. And I had this over Christmas, and I was like, yes. It's nice. time. So well, I'm trying to be responsible. I'm glad to inspire. Uh, uh, and just looking at Bob makes face. me feel responsible. So thank you. So that's, that's fantastic. Right. Thank you. Right. Uh, that's a backhanded compliment if ever I've got one. <laughs> we went to the beer store today and we were buying beer for um, ourselves uh, and well, not for ourselves in this case, which was the really weird production thing. We beer. Were like, we're, we're, yeah, production beer for crew. By the way, we should shout out as well. We got uh, Tony Long on camera here as well. Uh, what's your? Do you have a production company name that you go under? Yeah, Shed Light. Shed Light. Shit Light. Shit Light. <laughs> shit like he's from he's a he's a new zealander 
So welcome. He's from the South Pacific. So you know, shit light we, is, we give him courtesy. Shit light makes fun makes sense down there. Thank you, Tony, for being here. And also we got Good Taylor LeGrice over here. Taylor, what's Ooh. up? Hello, hello. He's not from New Zealand. He's just nodding. He's uh, uh what about your production? Is he nodding? Attribute films. Attribute films. Attribute. Attribute or attribute? 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 You can say the other way. And we're we're here at Laughing Vikings, obviously. Sean, I want to give a shout out to these guys too. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, because honestly, without these guys, this this whole fucking thing would never happen, and I'm really enjoying it, so, you know. Thank you. Thank you. For, well, we're, uh, we were surprised here. that we were the first ones in. We're like, nobody yeah. has tried to exploit you before. I was just, <laughs> I was just fascinated by you. Oh, they have tried, but I am hard to get. <laughs> No, I think we like hanging out. and we That's the thing. It's an, it feels together. like a natural environment. Well, me, yeah. Despite, despite how nervous these guys get before the cameras come. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Sweaty palms. <laughs> I'm sweaty. Well, um, but just to get back to being 18, being young, and we make those kind of rock and roll choices that are, that kind of, you know, we say, fuck you, mom and dad, and we try to glorify everything, really. So a lot of your stories have that that kind of angsty, youthful edge to yeah, it. Yeah, it, entire- so. it was entirely that, you know, the sort of 90s sub-punk vibe. Well, there you go. When but- did you first start drinking? Shit, I don't know. What age? Um, 15. Yeah. I'm mean, actually, that's not, that's not true. I remember when I started drinking. Me and my best friend, Rich, who you'll probably meet at some point because he's a, a, you know, is he like one of your natural life mate? He's always around. Say, is, is he one of your alter egos that's gonna just jump up at some point? Kind of like that, yeah. No, he's the. He's, <laughs> You'll meet him at some point. He's, <laughs> he's the jade of my not so silent Bob. He's always been there, and he's he's a hilarious guy. But anyway, yeah, my my mom moved in with this guy, and he had a daughter who turned twenty. They had this birthday party and left all kinds of liquor sitting around, and me and my buddy snuck downstairs in the middle of the night, and just got smashed, like just ridiculous, like. You know, he's drinking, you know, half dozen beers and tall stuff, a couple bottles of wine, and we're fucking idiot kids. So we're sitting in the backyard eating cake with our hands, like we're all fucked up. And then trying to, you know, trying to pretend you're not drunk. Hand I cake. think everyone remembers that. Getting Hand home, cake. getting home and trying to pretend in front of your parents that, no, no, you're not drunk. When you're like leaning on the wall and sliding down the hall, like, no, 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 it's not what you think it is. It's not at all. But it's obviously. Just sliding up the stairs somehow. Yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to bed now. I hosted a, a grade 12 graduation party at my uh, house. Mm. It was like a outdoors campfire. We had volleyball and all that stuff, but drinking bonfire. And I got super hammered because my buddies came over at like 3 p.m. We started drinking earlier in the day. Oh, yeah. So we were pre-drinking. pre-drunk, That's pre-drunk. Day drinking disaster. for the night party? Oh, boy. I was so drunk. I was I was throwing uh, chunks of sod that we had dug out the fire pit onto the fire thinking that it was wood. And my buddy's like, hey, that's not that's not wood. That's like literally throwing chunks of dirt and grass <laughs> on it. Finally, my parents had to, my parents were like checking out, going to bed. And they're, uh, they like go to my buddy and they're like, Ryan, you're in charge of him now. Like we have to go to bed, but he's like, he's supposed to be in charge and take Ab- That's an awesome stuff. abdication so of response. I, I my drunken son yeah, is now yeah. your drunken yeah. son. It was exactly like that. It was like, you you need to take care of him. What, what graduation then, was this? Uh, it was grade like, 12? It was grade 12. I so you're like 17? Something like that. 18, 17, age 18-ish. Group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I woke up. You were adopted by your friend at the party? I, I woke <laughs> up the next day in, uh, it was a beautiful sunny Sunday. Uh, I think it was a Saturday night that we had the party. And I woke up in a tent 
that was, you know, you know, the day after when you sleep in a tent and you wake up in the morning, it's very hot, except it's it was very... baking hot, but I had puked in the tent. Oh, so oh, I woke no up worries. in my own steamy puke tent out in the <laughs> sure. field, oh, man, like that's great. drunk, like, oh, what great. happened? <laughs> you get your own vapor lounge, only get your own energy vaporizer. That's, <laughs> right. that's awesome. Right. right. You really became one with yourself throughout the night. Right. The steam nice. room. The steam so that, room. That was a lesson. <laughs> I think we drank a bottle of blue Caraco uh, before, Curacao. and maybe Mel- yeah, we were drinking like. Well, it's Caraco. Like, we were drinking it that. They were like Curacao. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, it we were drinking Curacao. like. Oh, it's brutal. Summer drinks, and then I was walking around all night with a cooler around my my uh, chest. Mm, Captain I, drunk. I had a full twenty four of maximum ice because I in my <laughs> head I'm like. Yeah, seven point one percent. Got to get my best bang for the buck. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's how you end up drinking forties. The old strong beer, yeah. That's how forties right. enter the picture too. The same thing. Oh, like, the malt liquor. Malt liquor, you're like, oh, oh that this fourteen percent. This, this beer is gonna kick ass. It, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> like the worst. Mongoose. I'm gonna drink mongoose. So, Just sounds of it. It's a, very, it's a big tall can, but it's one of those like it's sickening. Like it's, it looks like a small barrel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it has this like dead mongoose on it, and it's mongoose, <laughs> and yeah, it's like eighteen percent or something, and it's just brutal. It, it, it tastes like paint thinner. Yeah, well, I don't know. We drank OE. I guess it was all right at the time. OE's a lot better than mongoose. Oh, we were, we were high browed it, I guess, with <laughs> our fucking forties. You, you just strapping like, those to our hands for Fred for forty hands. We, we drank too much suburban hip hop. Like, yo, we can get some OE and chill that's, the park. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. I know that one. I, I, I met your kids in the park. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I was drinking mongoose and navigator, I probably um, ran into you when I came to the East York by accident. And I was like, "What am I doing?" Actually, were you East York? Grew up in the beaches. Beaches. beaches yeah, I grew right. up. I grew up just right, right in the Coxville Gerard area. Yeah, lived in a bunch of places. I mean, that's Scarborough, so. East. Yeah, it's East York. Not quite. Now I live in Scarborough. Almost not my fucking Pickering. How old were you? How old were you? I was probably with this guy. We got camp Actually, Scar- Scarborough starts at Victoria Park. <laughs> we got we to gotta make sure we do. Sorry, I, I got a prejudice against Scarborough. I live there now and I fucking hate it. So, Right. Um, I I'm was, sorry, Scarborough. Oh, you guys are, I'm sure you're great people, but I'm just not a Scarborough person. So let's I, get uh, enough I, about Scarborough. We're already, we've said Scarborough too many Scarborough, times Scarborough, in this podcast. Scarborough. Let's get back on point here. Um, so you were 15. I think I actually drank much younger than that, but my, uh, my dad's from... Has, has Danish heritage, so we would drink. Has a Danish. Um, like, um, what's it called? Uh, booze. Booze. Yeah, having trouble with the association. Uh, my mom was Dutch. Akavit. So yeah, my mom was Dutch. Oh, yeah, Akavit. So it's like snaps. Dinner, even when Danish, I was a kid. Yeah, similar Danish thing. snaps at like New Year's and Christmas and stuff. We'd do like an ice cold shot yeah. when I was like nine. Actually, I understand that tradition. My mom was Dutch. Yeah. Like from Holland, Dutch. Her, 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 my grandfather used to, at the end, you know, after dinner, we were even like 12. 13, it's like you could have a little glass of port. And it was literally like, I mean, it's like a shot of right. port. But you know, you're supposed to sip it like it's your aperitif after, you know, whatever. And you're just like, and you're just like sneeze <laughs> gone. Like, well, it's not even that, because when you're that age, I mean, you have no concept of what you're doing. So you're like, right. it just tastes weird. It's like, oh, it's this weird sort of bitter drink my grandfather keeps giving me. And I think, I think actually one of the things about drinking that people forget is that kids don't drink. They don't think about it the same way we do. It's a social thing completely. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, alcohol does not taste good, most of it. Right. It's not very satisfying. The act of getting wasted is actually, in and of itself, usually unpleasant and leads to ridiculous consequences most of the time. But because the social event that you are drinking at is more important than what you've done to yourself, 
you get right into it. Mm. Interesting. I mean, think about, think about, like I said, why do teenagers drink as much as they do? You know? Why do they do? Right. Because their friends are doing it. Just one big they know is doing Or one up each other. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's the competitive human element. Do you think anyone has ever drank a beer for the first time and been like, hmm? I highly doubt I, it. My first beer was awful. It was fucking the bat blue, but... But I remember being kids. I remember being kids, you know, yeah. and like your, your uncle hands you a beer and you take a swig and you're like, oh, this is terrible. I'd rather have a right. Coca-Cola or a fucking, you know, whatever. Because, I mean, why not? Shit tastes better. It's sugar. Yeah. It's engineered to taste better. So I don't. I really don't think people drink for the taste. I, don't, I really don't. Some beer, like, I, I toured through parts of Europe you can, and okay, tasted you can, right, some nice right. beers. You can savor... You okay, can, you can you. savor... You can savor specific. I think there are liquors and beers that are, you know, like uh, a really fine twelve-year-old single malt scotch. Right, right. But when you're talking about like smearing, but you're not going to sit down and drink like, an entire well, bottle of really fine, you know, twelve-year-old scotch. You're probably <laughs> probably not. And if you do, it's it's again for stupid reasons because mm. you're no longer enjoying the flavor after the third shot. Right, right. You're not <laughs> tasting anything. And if you do, you got to get your right your but taste buds regret. seared off or something. But I mean, you're not going to sit down and drink like, you know, twenty. Labatt ice because you really like the flavor of Labatt ice. That's just, I just right. don't believe that. I just don't believe or that. Or the fucking Smirnoff or whatever yeah. shit brands of. Remember Rev? Do we do we remember Rev? The cooler yeah, Rev? We have a yes. Yeah, Rev. That stuff, because of the Garana, nobody, and that includes me, nobody can drink more than six of them. You, you can try it. That's a test you can all do at home, kids. Try and drink more than six reds. Don't do that. Kids. Definitely, I lawyers definitely don't. You will do have that. you will have your own drunk and disorderly experience. You will definitely puke a random, um, what is it, freezy colored liquid onto your carpet, guaranteed. It's what's it called? It's called the rev. Uh, the rev six the gar- pack it's challenge. A, yeah, it's the Garana effect. The Garana effect. Is, is there a capacity? Make some Tide Pods in there too. Is, is there a capacity inside you for beer? Is there too much? Did you ever like chug too much beer or something? Like I chugged six tall cans and on the sixth one in the beer bong, it, it just all came out. No, this is my ex-wife and she was a, she's a photographer as well as a computer programmer. We were at um, some concert, some, some camp away festival show. And we were camping with the bands because I knew the security working the show. We were doing, this was like, this is a year or so ago. We were doing, um, you know, we, we, we popped the can, but you stab the can with your keys first. And you, you know, nice. So you're basically shotgunning Shotgun beers with this band. So I, I got into that. With these so guys many cool the ways next, to drink, the next too. Website. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. You're right. definitely not enjoying the taste of beer when you're like, okay, three, two, one, stab. <laughs> you know, and you do that 20 or 30 times. You're not, you're not tasting shit. But I remember this whole band, oh, like, later Did you say party. 20 or 30 times? You've, like, yeah. you know, at a, would you be at a party and just... It's rock band, man. 20, 20 beers? I've killed a two for watching a football game. And then reached over for another beer. I just, you know, just sitting there, I didn't, I didn't realize it was gone. I reached over just, for the beer, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, right. I guess I'm going to get more beer. You it's know all I mean? relative. It's like it's a like, press. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> right. See, I'm, I'm sort of on my own, like... February not drinking thing. I know it's extraordinarily different from yours. I, right. I know. <laughs> yeah. But at, 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 at one of the bar, okay, and this is this is ridiculous. This is gonna sound so stupid now that I think about it. But here we go. At one of the bars that I work at, I no longer drink shots or beers at work. Wow. wow. <laughs> I, this, yeah, this sounds. I know this sounds like a confessional, but the point is, it was necessary. 
I worked two bar shifts. So I worked from like 10 p.m. at night to like noon the next day. Right. So the first one, I dedicated as like the drink tea, drink coffee. My sober relax. job. It's, yeah, it's my sober. <laughs> well, I don't drink during the week. I don't drink during the day when I'm working as a carpenter or a construction worker, right? So honestly, I'll have a couple of beers at night, two or three when I get home. Mm. But the weekend is definitely always ridiculous. As soon as I get to the bar scene, it's like, you know, you drink your face off, you smoke all kinds of fucking pot. You know what I mean? You're talking to all these people. You're just jazzing it up. You're, you're part of the scene because you are the doorman. You're the first and last person that people meet on the way into a club. So you set the fucking stage, right? Which is why you've also in. been in so many crazy fights because you're also a bouncer. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 Bouncer how long? 20 years. Yeah. So there you go. There's some mitigating some fights and uh, interactions. Well, let's put it this way. When I was 18, so a lot of these stories that you hear, I was playing in bands and things like that, and I was also working weekends at the club. I was too young to actually drink legally, but no one ever asked because, when, like I said, when you're six foot six and 350 pounds, they're like, you're hired. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Stand here and you, you don't walk. You, you walk in. into the club and like, I hear there's a job opening for a bouncer, hired. Like, like manager, literally, the managers are literally like that. Hand you the keys. As he's you walking, as the he's bar walking now. by, he like taps the bartender. He's like, "Yeah, the guy's hired. Getting paperwork. It's done." Goes back into his office, starts doing shit. You know what I mean? No questions asked. No interview. No nothing. It's like you're done. Yeah, that guy for sure, for sure. Right, because he knew if he didn't hire you, you just bonk him over the head. <laughs> you now own the bar. <laughs> Seriously, how many people have you killed? <laughs> Then they can prove. How many times do you think in your life you've been like inches from death? Oh fuck! The camera's so. Well, again, I got the, the very first story is part of the introduction to that. that one's probably I, I got hurt uh, before that in a car accident. I got hit by a truck at a crosswalk. I got an SUV. And uh, please tell that story briefly. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, we're just going to my buddy's place. <laughs> Middle of the night, stoned, drunk, November. It was raining, cold, wet. Started crossing the crosswalk. I was listening to headphones because, you know, I'm some teenage fun. But yeah, rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. And the car ran on the crosswalk ahead of me. And fuck, man, pure irony. Like, it's one of those, like, lesson to children. Instant karma. Instant, it, it literally instant karma. I stopped to fuck off. The guy that ran the crosswalk and the guy tailgating the guy that ran the crosswalk ran me over. So if I had not stuff, I just kept walking. I would have walked in between these two cars like worm, worm, you know what I mean? And then do do between. No, I'm blown down the street like a fucking rag doll. I rode off an SUV with my body. It's something a moose normally does. I did this, okay? Cracked the radiator block with my hip. You know what? Um, my knee was just all the. I didn't break any bones, but I blew every muscle in, in your leg. Like, How did to you your not knee. break any bones? Don't know. Don't How is that possible? But the government decided that was good enough not to get uh, real compensation for it too, because no permanent injuries. Thanks, Mike Harris. That one was for you. <laughs> <laughs> we went political. Just for a second there. You said but, we weren't going to go there. I'm sorry. That, one, that was personal. That hurt. I'm right. sorry. That hurt. Yeah, that that part. That news. Yeah. So yeah, I was crippled up. For right. a lot of these stories, like, you know, trying to, you know, I spent six months walking again and all this crap. And oh, I, and so it, how old were you when that happened? So I was uh, just turning 18. Like just oh, 18. my God. So the and my mom, my mom passed away the same month that I was crippled up. And you so I, I got caught in a situation where I couldn't pay my bills and had no money and all that shit. And, yeah, you know, my crazy punk rock friends were like, yeah, I live in punk squats with us. You know, we'll just do a lot of drugs and everything will be fine. 
And I was like, oh, okay, sure, we'll try that out for a while. Classic know. life advice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you want to join a punk band and do a bunch of drugs, everything will be fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It's, sometimes that's true. Well, in tough times, too, right? You kind of seek, seek all kinds. Well, of... when you're already rock bottom, I mean, you don't really feel like you can free fall. I mean, you were just talking about being 18, right? And having no expectations of the world anyway. Gotta rock when you have no expectations of the world anyway, and you're like morbidly fucking depressed, it doesn't really matter. You'll do whatever. Tag line. No difference. You don't think about it anymore. Because none of it matters. Yeah. 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 Are they all really tough? Or? No. No, they're not. Okay. Some some are very, very tough. Um, some guys are playing a part. Um, some guys are more ego than action. Um, other guys are just nice guys who actually have people's just best interest at heart and figure someone's got to do it, so I will. Um, I fall somewhere in the middle between... Um, ultra violent and <laughs> and, hum, and no no and, and human interest you know like I, I care about people having a good time but at the same time I will not back down from a situation where I think I can protect the interest of the bar or people in it so I'm not I won't be bullied or pushed around do but ever, I'm do you ever just have a bad day and just get on a car trip and just get annoyed with people for no reason um, annoyed yes but I recognize that I'm annoyed for no reason and I won't take it out on them. I'm not a bully. I just don't. Mm. I here's the thing. I grew up bullied, and I wasn't always huge. And when I got big, I just decided that was it. There's none of this pushing people around just because they're smaller than you. Even if you're pissed off on a shitty fucking day, it's just not the way it works. I don't have that right. I don't have that. It's just not fair. And I hated it so much, being picked on as like the you know fat kid who was into art and stuff like this, that I was not interested ever in contributing to that kind of fucking. You hear that, kids? Don't be an asshole bully, you right? Know, just grow up and giant. That's right. Well, well also, there's another lesson that, too. Man. There's also, there's always a bigger fish. If you are that fucking bully, you will eventually, that right. kid will eventually find you, and that's the end of that. Mm. Always <laughs> a bigger fish. What's the other one? Oh, um, uh, Billy, Billy Mad. Billy Mad, yeah. You ready to put a gun on you or a knife? <clears throat> oh, I've been stabbed three times. <laughs> oh. Tell, yep. tell three, the... Three separate times? Separate times. <laughs> Let's hear one. Yeah. Let's hear one of those. Uh, high on acid, walking down the street. Guy asked me for the time. I turned around. I said, I don't want to fucking watch. I'm a pro punk rocker. Started walking away again. He said, that's not what I meant. He's like, give me your shit. And I'm like, I just told you. I'm a broke punk rocker. I, You're looking at my shit. This is it. You want my shitty sweatshirt? Blah, blah, blah. Turned around to walk away again. Being stabbed feels cold, everyone. Yeah, that's what I would It think. feels cold at first, very cold, like almost like if someone pressed an ice cube against your skin for a while. feels like that. But then it gets hot. It starts to burn. So it's this cold, cold, cold burning sensation. Because I don't know what it is. It's reaction to oxygen in your wounds. I'm, I'm sure there's a doctor or someone out there Blood leaving your who body. will know why it goes from cold sensation, the nerves for cold go off, and then the nerves for hot go off. But after the knife comes out, that's when it starts to feel hot. And uh, that cold, cold blade. I was. He's okay. There were three of them. That's what I said. That when right. I, I yeah, there were three of them. So you're oh, there were three, three people. There were three of them. But I turned. I, I, I was. I was again. I was high. I was high on acid. I was walking down yeah, the street. Yeah, for anyone who's been high on acid, you know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Okay. Where did they go down? I keep, po I keep pointing over here. This guy. I was right downtown, like University Dundas. 
like middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning, I was leaving a party in the market and I was walking down Dundas. So I was, like I said, I lived in the East End. So I grew up in the East End and I was heading back to sleep on my buddy's couch, a friend of mine. And yeah, these guys just stopped me at the corner in the middle of the night. We're like, hey, you know. It's a weird place to get jumped too. Yeah, it was pretty bright. And there used to be a little dress shop in that, that mini mall there. And uh, so the guy stabbed me and I turned around and I, I don't know, I guess it was fight time. So I just grabbed him and I put him through the window of the dress shop. <laughs> Right? Nice. And then I jumped this onto him and just started, you know, doing the, the, I guess the, the hammer to Window smash? Yeah. yeah. I threw him through the window and then jumped through the window on top of him. And I remember the cops showing up and going, whoop, whoop, and asking me what was going on after. And I'm standing on the street half blacked out because I've been shanked, you know? Right. That was weird. I bet that's the first time that guy's ever stabbed. <laughs> actually, that might actually be one of the drunken disorders because I had, I had to go to court. For that one. This might be story number two you're getting right now, Joe. Maybe. I had yeah, to go to court I had to go to court for that one. And the guy that I beat up ended up showing up at court in a wheelchair. <laughs> now it wasn't, it wasn't permanent, but he was in it for a while because I'd like deflated his head by kind of sitting on him and smashing his face. The old head head smash. deflation, yep. <laughs> so the cops are like they're pointing guns at people, they're yelling and stuff, and I'm like, I've been hurt. And they're like, What do you mean I've been hurt? And I reach around and I'm like this, and my hands are covered in fucking blood all of a sudden. And I started losing my balance, and I fall down on the sidewalk. And the cops are like, this kid's got a fucking knife sticking out of him. I'm like, he's fucking stabbed. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? The other kid's crying. One of his friends is crying. He's like, he's beating my friend to death because we tried to jump him. We tried to jump him, but it didn't work out. Like, fucking, he's beating him to death. He's going to kill him. And they're like, they're like well, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm not killing him right now. I'm like, on the sidewalk dying myself. Thank you, kindly. So, you know, like, we're good. Let's just let's take care of it. So I got three staples. I closed up the knife wound in my back. And uh, spent a night and a half getting, they pumped uh, three or four little vials of blood into me and like gave me some orange juice. Someone like, are up. you kind of okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, just, well, meat and chub and, you know. <laughs> so no ligaments or anything? No. That was number two? Was I, well, actually, number that's two. not entirely true. That's not entirely true. Nick, something near my kidney or bladder or something. Because I, and this is a great embarrassing, you know, personal moment, but if I really have to pee, I have to pee right now. There is no, like, if I get up and sort of go to the washroom right away, it's because holding it is no longer possible due to some kind of muscular injury, due to that particular stabbing. Uh, so. Or maybe due to some of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. Having to pee very badly is one thing. This is like, if I'm walking on the street, I will, I'm the kind of, I will just step into an alleyway and be like, I'm sorry, guys. Well, can't you wait? My house is a block away. Nope. Honestly, I'd rather not piss myself so, in public. So were you were you absolved of any? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it was one of those things. Our our lawyers got together and basically this guy had a criminal rap sheet going back a bunch, and I don't have one because I'm not a not a crook really. Aside from three It's that's not really a crime, you see. That's the thing. So anyway, it's a citation. It's more of a notation. <laughs> it becomes the citation when you go to court and they're like, yeah. don't drink, fucker. And yeah. you're like, I'm sorry. But, you know, that's different. But yeah. It was just duly noted. The lawyer basically said, look, here's the thing. Mr. Malcolm's not going to pursue legal action against you if you don't pursue legal action against him. Because I didn't want anything to do with it. I'm like, I'm done with you. Yeah, you got me. I got you. We're good. Like, we, we settled it out. I mean, you're going to look different forever. Reconstructive surgery and have a normal face again. And the <laughs> You shanked me, so you know you got your comeuppance. We're fine, right? Like no big deal. We're done with that. 
and I don't want to deal with this court shit, and I don't want to fucking have you guys trying to, you know, your friends trying to hunt me down on the street later because I fucking I ratted out or whatever. So I just said, no, it's done. It's over. Was that your first court like court experience like that? No, you've been you're, you're familiar, you've been yeah, I've done it out of court a couple times. No, I, I, I've never been to prison. I've never been to jail. I don't have a criminal record of, per se, per se. But I, I've been to court a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been to court a few times. He knows his way around the ship. I think uh, we got to leave it off there. That's the end of episode one. He's been to court a few times. Yeah. Um, Yes. So uh, hit us up at 39DD Show. Once again, yes. It's me, Lars, and Big Bob just having a chat. Thanks a lot, guys.